Welcome to On Texas Football. This week's episode, the state of the program with InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalin. Uh, Eric and I are going to talk a little bit of uh, TCU football, uh, the game coming up, recruiting as well, and just really take a 360-degree uh, view of uh, the Texas football program at this time. How you doing today, Eric? I'm doing great, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, covering Texas football is fun again. Yeah, it happens when you win on the road against the top 15 team in the, the country uh, in pretty good fashion. Uh, Longhorns go out to a uh, uh, three-touchdown lead at one point uh, into halftime, end up staving off uh, Kansas State 34-27. to 27. Uh, But really, the Longhorns played a complete game in many ways, not just on offense, but on defense as well. Yeah, you, you know, you saw the same uh, halftime uh, discrepancy from uh, the previous game, but it came came about a lot differently. You know, they definitely blew some opportunities in the second half, but it was all there for the taking. They actually played a little bit cleaner than it looked. Uh, the defensive line was making some plays. They were knocking the ball ball loose. Uh, there was a few times they could have jumped on it earlier and maybe put it away. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that, they, they did play well on the road overall, and they, they did enough to get the win, which is most importantly. They haven't, they haven't fully exercised those second-half demons uh, and, you know, that's going to be big uh, this week because TCU is a second-half team. Uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsor before we go any further. Uh, the state of the program is brought to you by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. The Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for its clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury, Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or Visit him online at LoweyLawFirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Results, that, that's what matters for the Longhorns as they head into TCU this weekend. Uh, that's what matters when they start talking about uh, whether or not a guy actually signs on the dotted line in recruiting, uh, which is what happened. Uh, it, it hasn't happened officially yet, uh, but a early commitment to Oklahoma didn't preclude Texas from continuing to pursue Colton Vosick out of Austin's Westlake High School. Uh, your, your initial thoughts on that uh, flip of uh, Vosick from OU uh, to Texas, uh, how you think it all came about, and how it plays into recruiting momentum the rest of the way, Eric? Well, I think the quote that he gave to uh, Hayes, Hayes Fawcett uh, was pretty telling. You know, he was, he was a guest of OU for the Texas OU game, uh, and he's, he's, you know, he, he mentioned that it didn't feel right. Um, and, you know, you can imagine that. That probably made it real and made his decision crystallized for him. Like, hey, wait, am I really going to do this? Um, and I think that opened up the door for Texas on top of the fact that, you know, Texas, you know, bushwhacked them and is uh, is trending a little bit better than they are at, at this time. So, I, I, you know, I think it ended up making the most sense for him. To me, it, it always made sense from a scheme standpoint. Uh, I think he's t- uh, p- prototypical for that, uh, for that Jack outside linebacker that they want to use. He's big. He's physical. He's very physical. He's got strong hands. Uh, he's got a couple of moves, which uh, you don't necessarily see uh, from a uh, from a younger defensive lineman. Uh, I, I think it just the, it, it made too much sense. You know, it, it's one thing to go with your heart, another thing to go with your head. I think the the heart finally caught up with his head. I, I tell you what, the one thing that that uh, strikes me with him is uh, in watching his film, Eric, is his relentless nature. Yep. Uh, Texas needs awesome. more of those guys. Uh, Mora Ojomo, Byron, those guys play to the whistle. You know what I mean? And the more of those guys you have on defense, the better your defense is going to be because there's not going to be as much leakage. They're going to stop a a five-yard gain to being a four-yard gain. And it's a cumulative approach, and he plays the game that way. Uh, Very, very serious uh, and all-out effort at all times, it appears. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Motor's huge. You know, it's it's what gives Byron makes Byron Murphy so hard to stay in front of. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a huge part of it. And guys with high motors have high floors. You know, you know what you're going to get from them on down. Uh, every down, it's uh, there's a reliability there. Um, you know, I, I think he's um, I think he's just what the doctor ordered for the class because they didn't really need heavy numbers in the high school ranks because they went so heavy last year. But they did need a guy that that had a high ceiling that was you know almost a guarantee to contribute uh, after a year or so of, of development. Yeah, what what does this do for for Texas from a recruiting momentum standpoint? Talk about that a little bit because this comes his commitment was in the works for quite a while, uh, but it also comes a day after uh, after Anthony Hill decommits from Texas A&M, yeah. te- great linebacker out of Denton Ryan. Uh, it, it comes after we find out that a number of top prospects are going to be headed to Austin this weekend. Not only take in the Texas TCU game but the atmosphere of game day and all that that, that affords. Um, what does this mean for Texas momentum in recruiting uh, as you see it? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, you talk about his uh, cumulative value, uh, value on the field that, you know, he's part of that cumulative value uh, that you create uh, with momentum. You know, re- recruiting momentum isn't just one single thing unless, you know, maybe it's Arch Manning. That, that one's uh, not typical. Uh, normally, momentum is created by a couple of little things, and, and he's definitely – uh, one of those, along with what you mentioned with Anthony Hill, um, you know, you got to lock up home. You got to lock up your your, your backyard. Um, I think that, you know, that that's a huge, huge deal uh, for them to, to be able to get him. But Anthony Hill, uh, you know, flipping from OU, you get Anthony Hill. You played a part in his decommitment. You still got to get that over the line. He's not a commit yet. I would, you know, I, I caution I caution fans to take players for granted just because recruiting can get so crazy down the stretch. Uh, but, you know, momentum is, is definitely trending in their way. And, uh, you know, opportunity is really knocking this week with such a good group of prospects coming in, a high-profile team. Uh, TCU's number four in the playoff rankings. I don't think they're quite that good, but they're definitely battle-tested and good. It's, it sets up to be a very good game. Uh, you know, good games bring out the best in home field environments. So, so I think that that's going to become a selling point uh, for, for these recruits in ways that maybe DKR hasn't always been. Uh, so, yeah, opportunity is knocking, and it's up to Texas to knock down the door. Um, recruiting a big piece of the, the puzzle. We think that the portal is going to be a big piece of the puzzle as well at Inside Texas. Uh, make sure you guys are following us there, InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric's the publisher. I'm one of the columnists. We have guys like Jerry Hamilton, uh, Ian Boyd, Joe Cook, Justin Wells, Paul Wadlington, all uh, giving our uh, inf- insight on the program each and every day. Please uh, visit us there. Eric, uh, I look at this, and Texas is now six and three on the season, and TCU's undefeated. Uh, the the Horn Frogs have had a breakout year under first year coach Sonny Dykes. Uh, Dykes, I think, you know, came in with a lot of talent on hand, especially at the skill ranks, and he's an offensive coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he came in with a four year starter at quarterback and another backup that he actually went to as a starter at first. Yeah, Quentin Johnson is a first round. Uh, type pick, if not a top 10 pick at receiver, but that's not the only receiver he has. Uh, TCU has the the best depth at receiver in the conference, in my opinion, uh, and it's not real close. 
Um, and he's really um, taken that program and accentuated the positives that they have. Sure. Because TCU has not necessarily played well on defense uh, to get out to this uh, 9-0 and start uh, that they have. Um, you look at the Longhorns, what, what do you think Texas has to do uh, to kind of stymie uh, what TCU brings to the table on offense uh, this weekend? Well, I think uh, UT's big three has to hold serve against their big three for sure. Uh, you know, and then Texas defense is going to have to play, uh, play you know, as well as they can or as well as they have at home. Uh, and I think think they'll be okay. You know, um, TCU's battle tested. You know, that they've had some balls bounce their way that Texas hasn't. The discrepancy uh, isn't nearly as big as the record indicates. Uh, I think what, what Texas is 18th in the playoffs and they're four. Uh, I don't think TCU's quite that good, but they are good. Um, you know, they, the story for their season is Max Duggan. Um, you know, he's 24 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's, his completion percentage is the best it's ever been. Um, you know, you mentioned that he wasn't even the starter coming in. I think everybody's surprised uh, by his, the, his level of play, including Sonny Dykes. Um, you know, in some ways, he's sort of a Sam Ellinger for him. You know, he can run the ball. He's tough. Uh, he's got the leadership intangibles, uh, and, and they're definitely gravitating to him. But but as you mentioned, they do have depth. Uh, they've got playmakers at wide receiver outside of Quentin Johnson. And then, uh, you know, the running back, Kendry Miller, is probably the most underrated player in the conference. Yeah, you look at that offense. Does that does the, the mix scare you, the, the fact that they're able to run the ball so well as well as well as pass it? You know, having two, uh, two, two threats to run the ball in the backfield is, is a concern because, you know, the, the traditional uh, regular running game, Texas has done really well stopping uh, for the most part. You know, they've given up some plays here and there, but, but for the most part, they've been, uh, they've been quite reliable. Uh, so, yeah, the dual nature of their, their ability to run and then throw it over the top is a concern. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's a well-balanced offense. As you mentioned, Sonny Dykes has his background in offense. He knows what he's doing. He's getting the most out of that, those players. And it's not just the big three. They're going to get all the headlines. But, um, you know, they've got, you know, DeMarcado is a good backup running back. Uh, Darius Davis is dangerous as a receiver and a punt returner. Uh, he's got more touchdown receptions than Quentin Johnson, I believe. Um, you know, Tay Barber's been there forever, and he's reliable. Uh, so they've, they've got a lot of weapons. You know, the defensive line is going to have to play well, and, and the, you know, the, the secondary is going to have to be on the same page in coverage. You didn't – I don't even think you mentioned Savion Williams in that, that – Yeah, he's 6'5". Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to be a draft pick. I mean, yeah, like, oh, yeah. yep, yep. He's yeah, pretty- I mean, so they've got guys on offense. They, yeah, yeah. they are actually <clears throat> take away Bijan and Roshan a little bit different. Um, but you put their receivers up against Texas receivers, you take their receiver group in a heartbeat. Jared Wiley is even playing well for them at tight end, the Texas transfer, and gives them something different that they haven't necessarily had, yeah, uh, in size at the tight end spot, so they can go a little bit bigger at times. Um, all, all told, they're, they're a dangerous offense. Their defense is a little bit different, though. Um, and how do you see Texas trying to exploit TCU defensively? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, when I've watched TCU, they, they are, they're fast and physical on defense. So, you know, they're going to have to – Texas is going to have to, you know, understand that they're going to match them in certain ways and then they're going to have to scheme them open. They do have some breakdowns at times. Uh, I You know, I – 
I still think they get, they're going to hit the deep ball this week. I think that they can go over the top on them. Um, you know, it's uh, obviously it, it hasn't happened nearly as much, uh, but you know, T- Quinn has is going to be home. I think he's going to be more comfortable. He's he, you know he's throwing the better deep ball in DKR than anywhere else. Uh, so I think that's still the way to beat them. Uh, but you know, they're going to rely on on the run game with Bijan first and foremost. You know, they've had success against his defense uh, in ways that they didn't last year. Uh, that's the flyover defenses. Ian Boyd on inside Texas's coin. The 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 three deep safety looks. Uh, they've been able to punish that defense, um, and you know they've already played the better ones. You know Kansas State's got a better defense than TCU. Iowa State's got the best defense in the conference. Uh, so I think they're going to be able to run against them. They're just not nearly as disciplined as as those other defenses. Uh, obviously, they haven't had as much time uh, in that look. So uh, you know they do they do have some mental lapses, and Texas is going to have to capitalize on it there. Um, but they are fast and physical. You're going to see them running around hitting. Uh, they got to account for D. Winters, the linebacker. They bring him on a lot of stunts, uh, a lot of blitzes. Uh, that might be something for the young island, uh, young offensive lineman to be cognizant of. Uh, so Texas is just going to have to play a well, uh, you know, assignment sound football game. Uh, and I think, you know, I, like I said, I, this is a this is a very close matchup. Um, you know, d- forget the records with the you know the discrepancy there. I, I think Texas is uh, the favorite for a reason. Yeah, uh, Winter's going to have to sit out the first half because of a targeting call uh, last week, but he is the team's leading tackler, I believe, leading playmaker, really, right? Yeah, yeah. That, he's the guy, it's like, if you take, if you took, uh, uh, I mean, I don't even know that Texas has a quote-unquote playmaker like him, yeah. uh, but if you took Jalen Ford, for example, off this Texas defense, right. that's a pretty significant loss. At the same time, they're going to replace him with Shad Banks, who, uh, is a talented player, just uh, doesn't have as much as many reps. Hey, um, I, I, I'm thinking about this, Eric, and, you know, we're three quarters away through the season. And looking at this from a, a holistic standpoint, uh, I'm always surprised by one or two guys as a season goes on. And the guy that I'm going to mention to you, and I want you to be thinking about this as well as I'm talking here, is, is who do you think has really contributed to the program in a way beyond, well beyond your expectations of them going into the season. And you, you mentioned the flyover defense. And part of that solution for Steve Sarkeesian has been the insertion of Andre Carriage at tight end. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like he has been somewhat of an unsung hero this season uh, for the Texas offense. What, what are your thoughts? Is that the person that you would pick? Uh, for Texas, uh, and what do you think of Carrick as a whole? Uh, no, I wouldn't pick him. I'll get to my guy in a minute. But it's so funny to see uh, Carrick in all these pictures of Bijan running downfield. You know, he's uh, he's uh, you know to beat that defense with those linemen, uh, those linemen is you want to extend the running gaps out as far far wide as you can. And having a 200, uh, 290, 300 pound uh, tight end out there uh, gives them a tough uh, tough lane assignment. Um, you know, you saw the only way that Kansas State could really stop it was to overload. Uh, overload the defense, and uh, you know I think Texas, if they see that look again, they're going to know to over. They're going to know to hit that deep, uh, and 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 punish them for that overplay. Uh, but yeah, he he hasn't got the fanfare. Uh, you know, blocking tight ends don't in general. And then you know when it's, it's a de facto offensive lineman, you're just offensive lineman don't get don't get much recognition. But he has been good. I think the guy that I undersold coming in is Keandre Coburn. I did not expect him to have nearly the season he's had. I mean, he's going from. You know, he might get drafted off base baseline traits, size, and and the fact he can move his feet, but not necessarily tape. Well, this year he's got tape. Uh, he's he's got more. He's made plays. You know, when you when you're six two three forty and you're making plays, not just eating up uh, offensive linemen. 
Um, you know, th that's a huge value add. And, you know, we saw that with his nonstop motor on that last drive. The first play of that final drive last year or last week where he, uh, he forced that fumble, he absolutely destroys the offensive lineman in front of him and just throws him straight into the court, into the quarterback and then, and then uh, knocks the quarterback down himself. So he's, he's bringing it this season in a way that I did not anticipate. Um, you know, I think that bodes well for uh, Alfred Collins next year. Yeah, it, it really does. And, and I was talking with uh, Jerry and Justin about this yesterday. The idea, one of the things that Texas we know is going to need to replace next year is this, uh, really they have a, a number of upper-class defensive linemen, mm -hmm. not only Keandre, but Tavondre Sweat has played well this year. Mora yeah. Ojomo has played well. All three of those guys gone after the end of this season. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to need other guys to step up. One of the guys that played quite a bit, maybe his most extensive action of the season, was Alfred Collins against right. Kansas State. And I thought he looked good as well. What were your thoughts there? And you spoke to that really about increasing or improving the depth at the position and maybe meaning more for Alfred Collins long term. What are your what are your exact thoughts there? Well, you know, they're off, they're, they're moving with three, uh, three defensive linemen more often than we've seen in the past. And Collins has that edge outside uh, defensive end sort of ability because of his length and his quickness. You know, when uh, when they got him out of high school. It was it was kind of a cruel irony for uh, for Todd Orlando because he was finally getting the defensive lineman that he never had for his preferred defense, and then in comes Alfred Collins. Uh, you know, I think long term in the NFL he's probably a three technique, but he you know they're going to see some value in him playing in, in a, a three man defensive end too because he's so athletic. Uh, the the problem with him is or the issue with him has just been consistency, uh, and I think if he starts to to get more snaps, the more snaps you get, the more accountable you can hold them for their play. They start to see it more. Uh, and I think the, the more they'll just uh, uh, improve because of that. And so I think I think Keandre Coburn has set a really good example for what he can be in his, his senior season. Uh, but I really like the versatility. They're playing Moro out, out there. Um, you know, last year, if, if Moro was out there, they had nobody else to go go play behind him. Now Collins is there, too. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think his versatility is starting to show uh, next year. I think we need to see the consistency out of him. Um one person that we have seen consistency from this year, I think on defense is Jalen Ford. We mentioned him earlier, big 12 player of the week, uh, yeah. defensive player of the week, uh, one interception, one caused fumble, one re recovered fumble, uh, fumble, 10 tackles. Yeah. Um, he has taken his game. We're talking about guys that have improved year over year and, and importance to the team. He has just taken it to a different level at this point to where now he's not only an improved player, he may be the focal point of the defense moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, he's the most important defensive player out there as far as I'm concerned. You know, those those picks have been big. Uh, his special teams play is really good, too. You know, he Knowles had a lane on that kick return uh, last week, and he just stopped him dead in his tracks. Uh, he's a strong player. You know, he just needs to improve on uh, knowing where to get, be in his pass drops, I think. Uh, and after that, he's going to be a complete linebacker. Uh, we had heard that he was likely to break out this season, and that that obviously became true. Uh, next year is going to be huge for him. He's going to be the heart and soul for the defense. Really the best linebacker that UT has had in a long time. I um, want to get to one more question for you. I want you to be thinking about this while I thank our sponsor. But who do you think is going to be the surprise player or breakout player this week for TCU? But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, the Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for its clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any sort of serious or catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. 
And remember, Adam focuses on results. Um, breakout players for this weekend, you know, knowing what you know, you've got some insight into the team. Uh, you know uh, what TCU brings to the table. Uh, who do you think may break out for Texas this week and have a, have a big game potentially? Well, he's been pretty good all year, but uh, Jaron Thompson is due to get his hands on a pass. Uh, and Max Duggan is, is due to throw one. Uh, and, and, you know, Jaron is smart. Uh, they're going to have to shade help over to Quentin Johnston. Uh, I think that Jaron's, Jaron's due, I think, for, uh, for a big play. So I'll go with Jaron Thompson as yeah, maybe not a surprise because, uh, you know, we're so deep into the season. A lot of these guys are somewhat known. Uh, but I think he's due for a big game. And I think it's going to uh, foretell uh, what he's going to, how he's going to take the next step next year, where, you know, he's going to go from solid to good player to start making those, those game-changing plays uh, by getting his hands on the ball. All right, um, Eric, final question. Uh, we've waited all year really to see who wide receiver number three would be for the Longhorns. Mm -hmm. uh, Casey Kane started out uh, having the leg up on that, that job. Had a, had, had a drop pass against Iowa State. Um, didn't look necessarily as good against some other, other teams as well. Uh, Savion Red, Brennan Thompson have seen time there now. Tariq Milton is kind of on the outside looking in, even though he caught that nice pass at Texas Tech. Um, is there – do you feel like there's starting to be one person they're looking towards at that receiver three spot, or is it really just going to be maybe more Jaleel Billingsley and Jatavian Sanders – uh, being being in that role as receiver number three. I mean, Sanders may even be receiver number one at some point. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you're looking for a wide receiver three, it's going to be by committee, depending on whatever the defense is giving them. You know, if they're going to if they want to throw it short, then you, you know you're going to try to go to Savion Red. Um, you know, he's got running back feet. You saw that little lateral shift where, and then he found space. That was a running back move. Um, you know, he's got he's got strength, uh, and so he's he's. Basically, to me, he's pretty interchangeable to Whittington from like a, a size and strength standpoint. Maybe not quite the speed, but he's plenty quick. Uh, so if you want to get the ball to space, get, get him in space and short. Uh, I don't know that he's running the full route tree yet. It's kind of like Brennan Thompson. You know, they're, they're, they're just kind of they're still getting their feet wet. Um, you know, it, it, but it, there's still going to be a place for Casey Kane, I think. You know, I, I it, it's hard when they have such a limited uh, sample size. You, uh, it's easy for fans to just remember the bad. But I think uh, he's been a lot more consistent in practice than he showed in games. <clears throat> and he was even consistent earlier in the year. So I think there's still a role for him. But clearly they're trying to get the ball to Julio Billingsley uh, more and more as, as the weeks wear on. Uh, and we could see his, his, his most amount of usage this, this week because uh, throws to him underneath and, and over the middle are going to be there. You know, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a middle area layer to, to exploit between the linebackers and the safeties, especially if you, get, if you figure out which safety is coming downhill to play the run. All right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the surprise player of the game is Jaleel Billingsley. That's going to be the one that I, I think I go with uh, for uh, Texas. That's a good call. Yep. All right. For Eric Nolene, publisher of InsideTexas.com, uh, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this week's State of the Program brought to you uh, by the Lowy Law Firm. Thanks for watching and hook them horns.